Welcome to the NPS MedicineWise podcast, helping health professionals stay up to date with the latest news and evidence about medicines and medical tests. Hi, I'm Steve Morris, CEO of NPS MedicineWise, and welcome to another podcast in our series related to COVID-19 issues. Today, I'm really pleased to say I'm joined by Professor Andrew McLaughlin, who is Head of School and Dean of Pharmacy, University of Sydney. Uh, welcome, Andrew. G'day, Steve. Thanks for the chance to come along. Yeah, if you'd like to maybe introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, yeah, so uh, as you said, Andrew McLaughlin, uh, I'm an academic at the University of Sydney. I've uh, been involved in uh, teaching and research for some time, had an interest, long-standing interest in uh, national medicines policy and, of course, uh, quality use of medicines. Thanks, Andrew. Look, I know you are passionate about quality of medicines, and look, it's uh, probably obvious that there have been many challenges in the current pandemic, but possibly also some opportunities created by the pandemic in ensuring the quality of medicines. So I just want to see what you think around, you know, how QM principles may have helped us navigate medicine issues during our relative isolation, and also in the consideration of proposed medicines to treat COVID-19. Yeah, no, thanks, Steve. I think the... Um... The interesting part of this is that QUM, Quality Use of Medicines, is embedded within our national medicines policy. And uh, while it sounds like a bit of a boring topic, I think you really know whether a health system is working when it's under pressure. And what we've seen over the last period of time is some really interesting challenges around not only our broader medicines framework captured by that national medicines policy, but one of the key planks of that, which of course is Quality Use of Medicines. And of course, you and I know what QUM is, but of course, what we're talking about here is selecting the right management option for a person. If it is a medicine, what is the best medicine? Uh, and when we use those medicines, we use them safely and effectively. And what I think the COVID-19 pandemic uh, has meant is that a lot of those uh, principles have been really important uh, foundations of how we would consider not only treatments uh, for or, or medicines to prevent uh, COVID-19, perhaps medicines being repurposed, but also how we continue to use medicine safely in the context of people with serious health issues such as COVID-19. Okay, thanks, Andrew. And how well do you think um, the health sector in Australia is navigating the fact that there is so little evidence about proposed or repurposed treatments for COVID-19? What's been amazing has been how different professional groups and also, I would say, um, I, I suppose, uh, different organisations. Every, Of course, the NPS have had a, Medicine Wise has had a leading role there. Um, also, the uh, Commission on Quality and Safety have taken a leading role. Uh, but, of course, uh, I think the recent podcast you had around the, the um, evidence collation was a great example of uh, how bringing together resources from across the country and seeing the coordination of effort, uh, in my mind, has been just a brilliant part of it. I'm talking there about the National COVID Clinical Excellence Task Force. And for me, that's a brilliant example of how um, evidence is needed to inform the quality use of medicines. You know, which medicine should we be using? How can we use it safely and effectively? And at a time where that information is changing so rapidly, we can't simply rely on the usual mechanisms for gathering information and effectively communicating that. So I've been really impressed how key leadership groups have come together to synthesise credible information for effective communication. Um, I think also uh, many people have stepped forward to become uh, commentators 
in the broader community. If you follow the media each week, including, you know, senior politicians around the world, they want a miracle cure. But you and I know, and most listeners would know, that um, understanding quality use of medicines comes from evidence that's accumulated slowly and consistently. It can be expedited, which we've seen, you know, with the formation of the, the Clinical Evidence Task Force, but actually we can't compromise on the fundamentals of what we need to inform best practice. So I think uh, some of those examples are real highlights for me. Yeah, the look is, as MPS Medicine as an organisation, I think we've tried to ensure that we've coordinated, amplified and created consistent messages with others. Because um, I think, as you say, that's really important in terms of having those consistent messages to, to, to people working on the front line, really. Um, just want to change tack a little bit, but what do you think are some of the issues relating to medicines that have, have emerged during the pandemic? And what do you think has been the most concerning thing that might have emerged during this period of time? So first of all, um, concerns about the inappropriate of medicines uh, around the world, but also here in Australia, where uh, people have um, promoted medicines that uh, as possible treatments, cures or prevention of COVID-19. So that role that we have as healthcare professionals, and I know pharmacists and GPs are right at the front line of this and MPS Medicine Wise supports them in helping people understand, you know, what is an appropriate treatment and, and what are things that can be done safely. So that idea of credible medicines information, I think, has been an issue. Where we've seen medicines repurposed uh, or, or being studied um, as a repurposed medicine for COVID-19 treatment, and many people would have heard about hydroxychloroquine, the number of trials that are out there and the, and the number of different, um, uh, I suppose, individual decisions made by some clinicians that led to the inappropriate use of that medicine, you know, really led to medicine shortages for some people who rely on the, those medicines. And here we're talking in the case of hydroxychloroquine, of course, people with lupus or with rheumatoid arthritis, and where there's good evidence that those medicines, the right doses are used safely and effectively, so to see the, the risk to some of those people uh, have their chronic health condition disrupted due to inappropriate uh, quality use of medicines has been a real issue. I think there's been some other real bonuses, though. Um, the COVID-19 situation, and particularly in the uh, uh, safety measures required for managing COVID-19 in the community requiring isolation, have really expedited some of the um, infrastructure issues, I suppose, that we've been trying to overcome in healthcare for a while including the appropriate support for telehealth and uh, everything from consultations at a general practice level through to medicines review by a pharmacist uh, using uh, telehealth technologies. And the other one would be the electronic communication of prescriptions. Uh, you know, these have been issues that I'm sure, Steve, you know, have been in the planning for some time. And really, this became the inflection point to allow them to be implemented and appropriately remunerated. And I, I think that's a real step forward. Yeah, so, so at the beginning, yeah, it's kind of opportunities that have been created by COVID-19. And is your expectation that these things will be carried on post this period, Andrew? I really hope so. I, I work at a university and we've changed enormously how we've done things in training the next generation of healthcare professionals. We've actively had the conversation about how should this, how should we do different things differently in the future? And I think there's many elements of what we've seen here that have led to efficiencies in healthcare, including the quality use of medicines that we definitely need to retain. And when the, the wash-up happens, let's do, let's do that analysis to decide what's the best of what happened here and let's keep it. Yeah. Is there any uh, closing comments you'd like to, to leave our listeners with, Andrew? I think um, 
QUM and national medicines policy are very important principles that have really stood the test of time. I think we have seen the best of those principles, you know, while they've been under pressure during the COVID-19 pandemic. And lastly, let's learn from this and decide, you know, what, what are the best elements that we've implemented in more recent times and see if we can't take them forward and build on them. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Look, and I'm just going to quote directly from an editorial by Darren Roberts and Sasha Bennett in a recent Australian prescriber issue, which they, they kind of stated that, you know, the, the pandemic's an opportunity to improve the health literacy of the public and to emphasise the principles and quality of medicines to ensure drugs are used safely and effectively. So as we said throughout this conversation, you know, it's as much about um, addressing the challenge, but also taking up and sustaining the opportunity. So look, thank you for joining me, Andrew. Thanks, Dave. And just to just to wrap up, as always, uh, further information is available on our website, mps.org.au. And thanks for listening. For more information about the safe and wise use of medicines, visit the NPS Medicine Wise website at nps.org.au.